Sorry. Showtime. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It has been said that freedom is not free. You've got to pay the price you've got to sacrifice for your liberty. But the whole idea of sacrificing for liberty today seems to have gone out the window. How did that happen? when that was at the very core of the founding of a country known as the United States of America. How is it that that happened? Do we even understand what is at the core of our country today? Or do we even have a core anymore? Everybody in the athletic world wants to keep talking about their core. You've got to strengthen your core. But what is the core of our country? Do you even know? Do we even care? And if we don't care, maybe, just maybe, that explains why we've entered into the chaos that we are experiencing. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. You can feel it. It's palpable. You can touch it. You can experience it. It's like it's the air we breathe. Chaos today. Whatever happened to America, the land of the free, and the home of the brave. Today on Viewpoint, we have some very interesting answers to that question and also answers to how to restore the dichotomy or the tension between freedom and responsibility. Freedom and responsibility. Our guest today calls it the freedom paradox. He says unbridled freedom is dividing America. Really? I thought it was all about freedom and liberty. Well, maybe not. Maybe freedom and liberty can only be experienced in the context of a, shall we call it, a divine tension between freedom and responsibility. So today on Viewpoint, I hope you'll stay tuned, friends, because our guest today is a very successful businessman. In fact, he is a successful businessman precisely because he understands and has understood the difference between freedom and responsibility and why it's necessary to have a set of core values, if we can even use the word values anymore, because even that word has been distorted, but a set of core understanding of principles that drive our life. I believe it was the famous Dr. Viktor Frankl who once said, he who has a why to live can withstand almost any how. He who has a why to live can withstand almost any how. So here's my question for you today. Do we really understand why we have a country? For what purpose we had a country? And if we are missing the why, maybe we're also missing the how. Mm. Today on Viewpoint, our special guest joining is Bobby Albert. And uh, he is uh, delivering to us a book full of answers to America's greatest dilemma. The freedom paradox is unbridled freedom dividing America. Bobby, it's good to have you on the program. 
Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Well, you have a nice southern accent there. That lends a bit of authenticity to our conversation here today. Well, thank you. I, I tell people I'm from Texas, and uh, I'm, I'm, my accent usually gives me away. Well, what I'd like to know, though, is whether you guys have decided to secede from the Union. Well, we have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is that, are, are you making the decision over whether how to respond to the tension between freedom and responsibility? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm all for America, the United States of America, so... Uh, it's not on my mind right now, but I, in a chuckling way, I, I do think about it and bring back the Republic of Texas. <laughs> well, I was down there uh, a few months ago and uh, visited the Alamo, and of course those boys uh, fought it out there. Uh, they They felt that they were fighting for... Uh, not only freedom, but responsibility. And so they gave their lives. They were willing to give their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, just like the ones, the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. But today, that idea of honor, the idea of virtue, the idea of core values doesn't seem to compute very well in the mind and heart of we the people, does it? No, it sure doesn't. So you've written this book, you're a businessman. You've written this book. It is a profound book. Uh, it's not lengthy. It's easy to read. And quite frankly, what I have discovered, it is so absolutely loaded with things that as I was preparing for today's program, I have vast underlinings, and I'm very careful about what I underlined, but it's so full of powerful truth that would help us if we really were to grasp and understand the necessary division or paradox between freedom and responsibility. What brought you to the point of even understanding this concept? Well, you know, I've been I've been thinking about, I've published uh, two other books. Uh, they're in the business area. And I've been thinking about this book for several years, actually. You could have given me one of those wooden round tulips if you ever seen one. <laughs> yes, I have one. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do too. So it, I have that with me, so it just reminds me it's time to start acting on and quit talking about when I get around to it. But Chuck, uh, one day, and this goes back to uh, May in 2015, mm-hmm. in my daily quiet time, uh, I came across a verse, and it was in First uh, Peter chapter two, verse sixteen, mm-hmm. and it and it said, "Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, Whoa. but li- but living as servants of God." And be honest with you. Uh, like so often in scripture is it, it really shook me. Uh, and that was what propelled me that I got to quit thinking about when I get around to it mm-hmm. and to 
act on it and to get this book published. And, uh, and that's the reason why we have it today. Well, I'm glad that you did that because it is extremely valuable. Uh, and I want our listeners to know how valuable it really is. It is va- more valuable than uh, most of the books that have been written in the last uh, two generations concerning our country, concerning its direction, because your focus, like my focus in the book Renewing the Soul of America, uh, one person at a time beginning with you, that we came out with in 2002, was all about who I am, my responsibility. It wasn't a finger-pointing book. It wasn't addressing all the problems out there with them. It's about me. And that really is what your book is about as well. The Freedom Paradox, friends. Is unbridled freedom actually dividing America? How about in your mind and heart? We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. The more irresponsibly we behave, the more freedoms we lose. The more we embrace responsibility, the greater freedoms we enjoy. Wow, what a statement. An absolutely true statement from the book, The Freedom Paradox. And uh, there are two ways I'm going to make this book available to you, friends. The first way is an e-book. If you do it via an e-book, we're going to make it available to you through our guest today and his website. If you want the book in hardcover, like I would want it, because that way I get to highlight things, I get to hold it in my hands, I get to turn the pages, I value it that way. If you want it that way, it is a $17 book, yours for $15 on the website today. Saveus.org. www.saveus.org. Or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Bonk 70879. Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. But our guest today, Bobby Alberts, says that he's making it available as an ebook to you for connecting with his website. So, uh, Bobby, uh, tell us what that is, how we, how our listeners can get it as an ebook. It's, uh, the website is valuesdrivenculture.com. ValuesDrivenCulture.com. What's that first word again? Values. Values? Yeah, ValuesDrivenCulture.com. 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 You can get the book that way as an e-book, and it's not going to cost you anything. But if you want the hard copy, well... You can give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. It's on the website, saveus.org. Okay, Bobby, I cannot overstate the importance of what you have written here. Perhaps our listeners, if they've been listening long to this program, will think 
that you plagiarized many of the things that we've been saying on this program for the past 20 years. <laughs> for instance, one of the things that we continue to say is that uh, we have become an irresponsible people, that we value liberty and freedom beyond uh, doing that which is right, and uh, we don't even understand the nature of what is right anymore. It's what works for me today. It's the message of expediency. What works? We found this true not only in our government as a whole, but in our churches. That's what really troubles me. Yes, I I tell you what, uh, I'm very troubled what I'm observing, in the, especially today, because uh, my observation is right now we're at a level of spiritual warfare that I've never, I've never seen it at this level in my lifetime. And I, I you know, if I, these are some things maybe if I can share that's not in the book is if I was asking a question today because people are so confused. Uh, is that are you playing the game to win or playing the game not to lose? Mm. You know, when you, you see it and, and particularly in sports teams, mm-hmm. uh, you even see it, it doesn't make any difference, kids sports or even professional sports. When the team starts playing the game not to lose, guess what? They always lose. And, uh, you know, we, we're in this season of life. There's just so many people that are burnt out. Uh, they're about ready to give up. Uh, mm-hmm. They feel stuck or frustrated over all kinds of issues. There's, you know, in the workplace, you hear a lot about mental health issues. And so people are just trying to survive rather than thrive. Yeah. Well, and, that's true. And, Yes, and, and, and it, I, what I've seen in my own life is that uh, uh, is is that when you start playing the game not to lose, you start developing a scarcity mindset rather than having an abundance mindset. Well, not only that, you're driven by fear, and fear That's has right. the Bible says that fear has torment. So uh, when you're driven by fear, you're not driven by faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you can see if we really are thinking about this and we're thinking about God's viewpoint on these things, we would realize how off base we really are. Yes. And I use an illustration. Uh, It's uh, again, it's not in the book. If you think of your life like a fruit tree. Mm hmm. You have to ask yourself, what kind of fruit is your life producing? Mm-hmm. Is it a is it a healthy one or a sick one? So, so what you have to ask yourself? Well, why do some people produce a bowl full of beautiful, delicious fruit, while others people are producing pure and so-so fruit? Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the starting initially with the strength of the root system, which is our mind. And one thing we, you know, as you've read in the book is uh, our mind is that initial battleground 
uh, between good and evil. And that's one reason why we got to be protective of what our eyes see and what our ears hear. Well, our minds are being corrupted uh, by the spirit of expediency, which actually is the manner in which Satan tempted Eve in the garden. First of all, he tried to quote God's word, which he frequently does to get our attention, hath God said. Well, yes, uh, so Eve responds with what God says. But Satan then provides a way to, shall we say, uh, go around that and achieve the same results in an easier or more uh, expedient fashion. And uh, that is the temptation that we have to avoid what you call the principled base living and result and and default to an expedient based living whatever works whatever seems to work or what i think will work on the short term so we've been very short-minded uh in our thinking and the result is stinking results and we don't we can't seem to connect the dots but your book connects the dots in a masterful, masterful way. And I, I just want to commend you, uh, uh, Bobby, for what you've done here. Well, thank you very much. You know, one just hearing you talk, uh, you know, Jesus told us what Satan's mission, uh, and he said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And that's in John 10, 10. Right. And, uh I tell you what, right now, um, when I look at this spiritual warfare that's occurring in America today, uh, Satan is doing everything he can to destroy the will of the people. And that's the reason why we got so many people, even pastors I talk to, are about ready to give up. Well, uh, Uh, that's true. And one of the reasons for that is... They themselves have not embraced the principled uh, view of things, the core values, and have defaulted in favor of expediency. I've watched it from coast to coast, been involved in many, many churches, and uh, have spoken back to, by the way, with well over 3,000 national Christian leaders on this program over the past 28 years. And the theme that it continues throughout all of it is the default to expediency or whatever seems to work or whatever makes me feel good or what I think will make yeah. the people feel good as opposed to what will make the people be good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Lord is more interested in who we are becoming than what we do. And... Uh, one thing I've discovered is uh, is that uh, Satan knows this, and this has a factor with our leaders the, of our country. Is uh, Jesus told the spiritual leaders and the Pharisees? He said, he, he said in Matthew twelve twenty nine, he said, or how can someone enter a strong man's house and plunder? his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Mm-hmm. Then indeed he may plunder the house. And we've got um you know that in the Bible it talks a lot about good shepherds. 
we have a lot of false shepherds right now. And uh, the false Both shepherds, spiritual and political. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And uh, the, the, the false shepherds, uh, I don't know if it's just because in my quiet time right now, I just finished in Isaiah and I'm in... Uh, Jeremiah right now. Oh, boy, but, you're in for a deep, yeah. deep uh, investment. Uh, Jeremiah yeah. warned Israel, big time, big time. Uh, get ready, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what was funny to me early on in Jeremiah? Uh, God said, I want you to go out and speak the words I give you to my people. Mm-hmm. And then he followed up. I kind of chuckled a little bit, but then he followed up and he said, but they're not going to listen to you. Well, that's what God said. That's what God said to Ezekiel as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm thinking, boy, that's encouraging. Uh, But, you know, Jeremiah was obedient and he did. And it's just in this morning, this is kind of how Satan works. Mm. Uh, Just this morning in my quiet time, it was talking about how, the people at the high places, you know, went to a would go to an altar to worship uh, an idol, and the name of that idol uh, of that false god uh, was was engraved on the side of the of the altar. Mm-hmm. In other words, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is how the Lord changes language and wording and starts replacing something else with God's Word. And uh, if he can get them, and, you know, we were talking about earlier about, you know, our thought life or our mind is if he can get you to start thinking differently about the, based on the words that are coming into your mind, then you'll act differently. Well, that's true. Absolutely true. Uh, you know, I noticed a quote in your book uh, by Roy Disney, uh, the brother of Walt Disney. And uh, we did a program this week dealing with what's happening with Disney and how uh, the Disney company is uh, defining the destiny of America, not for good, but for ill. And But Roy Disney and his brother Walt uh, had a very different view than what the Disney company has, has uh, become. And Roy Disney yes. said, it's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. Yes. Walt Disney was a Christian man. He had his Christian values, and we quoted those here on this program earlier uh, this week. But those values completely went out the window. And here's what's happened. If you go back into the 1970s, I was a public school teacher then in California. For nine years. And during that period of time, from 1967 to 1974, education and the theory of education, the philosophy of education, changed dramatically in our country. And here's how it changed. Instead of looking at truth and facts, the whole concept of values was changed. Values were no longer things that were true, things that were based on historical facts. No, values were now whatever I want them to be based upon my feelings. 
Feelings then became the final arbiter of so-called truth. And ever since then, even in our churches, feelings have subtly replaced faith as the core value for our country and for even our relationship with Christ. What a deception. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, one of my things I've said before is that unchecked emotions, which is the feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, will always override your intellect. In other words, your, your, your good common sense or your reason. And, uh, but, you know, it's interesting you mentioned about uh, Disney, about the, them changing the core Yeah, let's pick up on that right after this break. Okay. All right? We'll be right back, friends. Yes, Our guest, Bobby Albert. The Freedom Paradox is Unbridled Freedom Dividing America. Oh, we have so much to talk about here today. Stay tuned. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, A letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. Our special guest today, Bobby Albert, uh, who uh, headed up the Albert Companies for 40 years. And uh, we're going to give him an opportunity to share a little bit about that uh, here in this segment of the program. But I want to make his book available to you. It's a hard, excuse me, it's a uh, uh, it's, it's a book that uh, is absolutely necessary and essential today. The Freedom Paradox is Unbridled Freedom Dividing America. And friends, there are questions here in this book that are going to help you, every one of us, me, you, because it forces us to answer or ask the why questions. Now, if you think about it, I have said over and over on this program that the issues are not about who, what, why, excuse me, who, what, who and what and where and when, the most important question is why, and that's the question nobody wants to answer. Why? Because it steps on toes. That's the reason nobody wants to talk about it, whether politically or even spiritually. So, get a copy of the book. If you want to get an e-copy, you can get it free on the website of our special guest, Bobby Albert. Give us that website again. It's valuesdrivenculture.com. And uh, if they can go to the uh, contact page and simply make their request there, we'll make sure and deliver. All right. Valuesdrivenculture.com. That's it. Valuesdrivenculture.com. 
And uh, that way you'll get an e-book. It's not going to cost you anything. But if you want a hard copy that you can turn the pages and underline and mark, uh, then it's a it's a $17 book. Yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Okay. You were going to talk about, say something about the Disney issue. You remember what that was, Albert? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sure do. <laughs> uh, in, in the book, I talk about and provide some practical research done by, at one time, he was a famous author and researcher by the name of Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. The main book he's known for is called Good to Great. It's, it's even surprising to me after about, uh, maybe close to 25 years ago when he published that book, it still pops up occasionally in the top 10 bestsellers in, it, uh, in the business section. But one thing that uh, he uh, identified in his research, and he went out and looked at publicly uh, traded company from 1926 to 1990, mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that they discovered is uh, they was a good set of companies that outperformed the average stock market by two times. Now, I'll tell you what, just sitting back here, I would wish I would have invested in those companies. <laughs> but, what, but, but what, you know, what surprised them, his research team, they found a small group of companies during that whole time period that outperformed the average stock market by 15 times. Wow. And so so they started digging deeper and deeper in asking the why question, mm-hmm. why did this happen? And they they uncovered uh, two things is one had to do with from the day they were founded and at that time some some of them had been uh, in existence for a hundred years. Uh, they found two things that never changed from the day they were founded, and that was the core values and the purpose. Mm. Core values is who we are. And they, uh, so when you go back, you know, I have to be honest with you, I'm not a historian. I don't dig in. I, I love history, but I'm not one that really digs into it. But I to write this book, I had to dig in to reading some things I hadn't even thought about since high school. Well, I'll tell you and, one thing, Albert. You, uh, Bobby Albert, you you uh, went uh, to considerable lengths to translate those things in a way that every single American, no matter whether they're interested in history or not, would be able to embrace and understand. That's one of the things that's so great about your book. And that is, you didn't come as a historian. You came as a man that had credentials in the business world and and as a Christian, and you were translating these core principles or values uh, from a biblical standpoint, but you use history both in business and in our nation's history in order to accomplish it. Great job. Thanks. Yeah, well, thank you, and that's the reason why I came up through all that research, I found, which ties in with what the Lord 
teaches us in Scripture is freedom and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And but if I can tie back to the Disney uh, application sure. here, that can tell what's going on in America today, and that is Jim Collins wrote a, a, a further book years later, and it was called The Mighty Fall. Uh, and what it was is those great companies that outperformed the average stock market 15 times, there was a point where they started falling back, mm-hmm. and they their performance started dropping. So he took his research team, went back, and studied what was what went on, what happened there. And that's when they discovered that the the, the, the small group of great companies, a few of them, when they started getting away from the founding core values and purpose, they started underperforming. And that ties into what you were just saying a moment ago about Disney. Mm-hmm. Is they, they got away from the founding core values and the purpose. The core values being who who are we? And our purpose is why do we exist? Mm. And and so <clears throat> that's what's happened with the companies they had identified that were great companies. Well, that's what's happened with regard to uh, the church in America. When we, back in the 1970s, something happened. It wasn't just the uh, embracing of the lordship of feelings over faith that began. uh, It began in the culture and then spread through the church. But then that manifested itself in something called the church growth movement. It began in Pasadena, California, where I was practicing law. I was right there in the epicenter of it. And uh, when that began to happen, you say, well, what's wrong with church growth? Well, what's wrong with church growth is that Jesus said he was going to grow his church. He said, I'll build my church. You make disciples. But what happened as a result of the church growth movement is we decided not to put emphasis on making disciples and to grow churches. And when we did that, it diminished the authenticity of the faith in those who are professing to be part of the church. And so the church gradually diminished in its ability to communicate the faith once delivered to the saints. Then that metastasized into the seeker-sensitive movement. So it it increasingly weakened the focus that God had called the church to be and turned it into, what should we say, Americanized expediency. Oh, we're going to establish the American dream by building bigger churches. We see the results of it everywhere. Well, I tell you what, it's amazing what you're saying there, because uh, one thing, this is an observation. Uh, I I don't have the research, uh, not yet. I hadn't found it yet. Mm. But in churches, I find, well, in most churches, I'm, I'm finding that, Scripture is taught very well. In other words, God's word is is definitely proclaimed. Mm-hmm. But 
but it's, uh, you know, even the lay leaders that are in life groups or Sunday school are doing very well at it. But what happens, they bring with them the baggage of, in their workplace, mm-hmm. they teach job skills, and so they bring that into the church mm-hmm. and proclaiming God's Word like they're trying to teach you a job skill intellectually. Mm-hmm. And the people walk out of that life group or or Sunday school, and even at the preaching, they're also reinforced intellectually God's Word, but they do not know the voice of the Lord. So they're missing, they're missing the Holy Spirit. That's what you're yes. really saying. They're missing the spirit of truth. They're being presented with truth, but they're missing the spirit of truth, and therefore they're not able to adopt it into their life. And so exactly. they lose the why of what they're doing. It's all about exactly. how and who and where and when. So the Bible is taught factually all kinds of information, but there's almost no transformation. Yes, you'll find lay leaders and even the pastor, they, they, they're so focused on teaching you God's Word, but people... What you touched on a moment ago, there's a lot of people, uh, they are secured by the Holy Spirit, but they're not filled by the Holy Spirit. Mm. As you identified, there's a big difference there, and it's because they do not have a personal relationship with the Lord, and they've gone so long, and, and, and as you know, there's a lot of churches that are closing, attendance is falling and all those kind of things. But what happens when you don't know the Lord in a personal relationship, you you, you can't give, you know, give out of an empty heart. Well, you can't give and, what you don't have. That's right. Exactly. All right. The Freedom yeah. Paradox, friends, is unbridled freedom dividing America. We're going to refocus now back on the, the paradox between freedom and liberty in, uh, and, and responsibility in just a few moments. Stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Welcome back to Viewpoint. For centuries, God has used, believe it or not, businessmen and lawyers to speak spiritually into the life of this country. Going all the way back to 1630, when a 
godly attorney, uh, John Winthrop, brought over four boatloads of Puritans to this country. They were outside the Virginia Charter, and therefore they had to basically craft their own. And so John Winthrop wrote uh, a model of Christian charity. If you were to read that model of Christian charity, you would find that he is wedding together two fundamental ideas or concepts. One is freedom or liberty, and the other is responsibility. If you were to go to my book, Renewing the Soul of America, it's on our website, saveus.org, you will find the appendix of that book contains that seven or eight page model of Christian charity. Here's what some historians have said about that. That it expressed the the clearest, most fundamental expression of what America's vision was intended to be. It was intended to be a wedding of spiritual freedom and responsibility together. Spiritual freedom or liberty and responsibility. That when one of those ingredients was missing, we would become a curse and a byword among the nations. That's what John Winthrop, a lawyer, said in his model of Christian charity in 1630. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Have we have we reached the point where we become a curse and a byword across the nation? Yes, because we've embraced freedom without responsibility. We've lost the very heart of the Christian message, of the raison d'etre for the country, the reason for being, the answer to the why question. Why is it that we exist? And that's what our listener, our guest today, Bobby Albert, is trying to communicate with his book, The Freedom Paradox. He asked the question, is unbridled freedom dividing America? He is absolutely right. So everybody wants to talk about their rights, but almost nobody wants to talk about their responsibility. Bobby, you have hit the nail on the head, and that is why the entire focus of the life of Christ and his message has been debunked largely in our country, even in and through many of our churches, why we purport to teach Facts about the Bible and about God were missing some of the most fundamental uh, message that Christ had to bring. Chuck, uh, hearing you speak there is, as you know, when you mention about uh, uh, John Winter, is that uh, when he, he, you know, he came after the Mayflower. True. And... Uh, so, but what was fascinating to me, this is me not being a history, you know, digging in deep in the history, but what I, I sense that religious freedom, which is why we exist, uh, was, was important. But once I got into the history of the founding of what, what brought people to America originally Mm -hmm. is that starting with the Mayflower and then uh, John Winter that, that landed what we call today Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they was just a wave after wave after wave of ships coming to the country for the sole purpose of 
freedom. And, and so communicate not just religious freedom, but establishing the the shall we say the core understanding or values that God had intended to transmit to humankind through the Christian faith. That's why they came. It wasn't just for religious freedom. Otherwise, they would yeah. not have founded Harvard and Yale University based upon the authority of God and his word to transmit the gospel of Jesus Christ, would they? No, they wouldn't. It's funny you mention that. Uh, you know, Harvard, in their uh, originally in their student handbook, it had in there that you were supposed to read your Bible twice a day. Do you think that's, occur- <laughs> you think that's occurring today? It's they don't not- even read the Constitution once a year, let alone the Bible twice a day. Exactly. <laughs> and you mentioned like uh, Yale. They they had they were founded under uh, you know the you know biblical principles. Uh, see, here's two more examples of how uh, institutions have got away from the core values and the purpose of America. And when you when you get get away from that, that's one thing that Jim Collins found in their research. When you get away from that, all of a sudden the pillars of our life starts following down. And I tell you what, you know, this upside down world we live in today, it's kind of like the waves that are coming to the seashore. They just keep coming and keep coming and Mm -hmm. keep coming, Mm -hmm. coming at us. And everything is changing around us. And we can't bear the burden of all the change without something unchanging like Jesus Christ. Well, that is the, and, those are the, that's the core. Uh, it, it's not just believing in Jesus Christ because the devil believes in God. The devil believes in God and trembles. The, one of the biggest problems with America today is that we believe in God. We just don't believe him. That's right. Yeah. I've, and, you know, like a good shepherd, uh, the sheep knows the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd, while he's standing at the gate, and they will follow him and come out that gate where the other sheep in the pen are, will stay there because they don't know the voice of the Lord, the good shepherd. Yeah. Okay, but we don't know the voice of the Lord today. Uh, Even professing Christians don't seem to know the voice of the Lord. And the reason we know that is because the choices that are made. Exactly. For instance, let's let's give a practical application. In the last, uh, in one of the breaks, we talked about uh, the matter of divorce and remarriage and and all of that. Well, let's, let's look at how this debacle took place in America based upon the issue of the freedom paradox, responsibility, and liberty. So here's what happened. God said in Genesis chapter 2, he formed the first marriage. He said, what I've joined together, man must not put asunder. In other words, marriage is of God. It's designed for a core purpose, and that is to display the glory of God 
and the relationship of Jesus Christ stable as a witness to the world. That's the core value, shall we say, core truth concerning marriage. Two things. God ordained it. He established it for that reason. So when we decide in America, but I don't feel good about my marriage today, what we're doing is exalting expediency or that which feels good at the moment over the core purpose and value that God has established. The net result of that, starting in 1968 in California, was the spread of divorce, both in the culture and in the church, so that, now you're living in uh, the Bible Belt of America, right there in Texas, right? Yes. And I'm in I'm in the Bible Belt in Richmond, Virginia, and the divorce rate in the Bible Belt of America for the past 20 years has exceeded the nation's whole by 50%. This is supposed to be the most God-ordaining, Bible-believing area of the country. So what have we done? We've exalted our personal feelings or expediency over the core purpose and principle. And so you see the consequences. It's not hard to see. But even our pastors are participating in it because they want to please the people. They also have adopted the doctrine of expediency over long-term faith and truth. Yes. Do you Um, see that? uh, Yeah, uh, Chuck, man, I'm with you on that. If I can add to what you just said, uh, when... We depend on our feelings. Uh, it's it's all about me. Mm. And this is a heart condition in America that I address in the book. And I, all you know, throughout the book, I, I keep referring back to the heart condition. Exactly, and that's and, the right way to do it. Yeah, and so what happens when it's all about me or I? Uh, it's self centeredness self-gratification. And it's fascinating to me that to just give you on a practical, just looking at things is like right now, I'm holding up an iPhone. (laughs) I have an an iPad. I've seen the term of iGod. There's a URL out there that's .me. And one day I do a lot of bicycling, Chuck, and one good day for I you. Well, I, I was out and I was just praying and thinking. It's kind of my thinking chair and mm. time of prayer. But but I, the word consume came up in my head, and I started thinking the last two letters of the word consume <laughs> is M E is M E. It's about me, right? And and so, in other words, our economy today, social media enables us to indulge in every physical desire we want. Even and the way the Bible is taught in many of our churches, it's all about me. It's a selling point. Exactly. It's what you see. That's what people want to hear, not what they need. Oh, my. Now you've really stepped on toes. You have really stepped on it now, Bobby. Yeah. How dare you say such a thing as that? 
Well, you're exactly right. We appeal. You know, we're we're drawn in. You know, the false shepherds or the false teachers or the false prophets. They want to attract you with that that golden ring that you want to reach for uh, and distract you from the truth. Mm. And and so what happens is uh, is that boy just striving to reach for that golden ring yeah. is what you want, but what you really need is the truth. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, I, I'm, I'm the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So, yeah. Well, we say uh, that, we say that as a phrase, but in terms of its actual application, it doesn't work that way in American life today. So we have no, this doesn't. choice between principled behavior and expedient behaviors. The expedient behaviors are all about what's in it for me. The principled exactly. behavior is what's in it for you. Yes. Or we. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, if you, you know, when Jesus was asked uh, what was the greatest commandment in the Bible, and I'm giving you the Texas version of the Bible here. <laughs> okay. Jesus responded by saying basically what he said, love God and love people. Mm. And there was a reason, and of course it ties to the Ten Commandments, but there's a reason why he says it in that order. Well, that's true, because you can't love people properly unless you love God properly. And so your book, uh, you and I need to have a further conversation about this because we barely touched the surface here. The freedom (laughs) paradox is unbridled freedom dividing America. Actually, it is, friends, because there is no such thing as true freedom or liberty without responsibility. Get a copy of the book, please. Encourage yourself. Strengthen yourself. Uh, it's on our website, saveus.org. Call us 1-800-SAVE-USA, $15. And it's going to be available, if you've listened to the program, the website that Bobby has made available, the uh, ebook. You can get it that way for free. God bless and be a blessing, friends. Let's get this thing correct. The Freedom Paradox. You've been to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.